Welcome back to Trading Matters, a podcast by OCBC Securities. In this show, we're focused on hunting down interesting market movements to help you become more opportunistic with your capital. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your Chief Financial Coconut, and today, today we have to talk about China. So the Chinese stocks have been on a huge rally over the last week. So what is happening? What is going to happen? What to look out for? I think all these are in your minds. We also took some time to expand on two broad tech companies, Tencent and Alibaba. So what to look out for in them? because they have been going through quite a route over the past year or two. So welcome back. Hello guys, uh, welcome back to Trading Matters. CK, nice to meet you again. <laughs> hey Reggie. Yeah, you t- we, we took a break last week from you. Yeah, we had, we had a friend of yours on the show. And today we are also t- finally taking a break from the whole Ukraine, Russia, the whole inflation discussion. You want to talk about China. T- tell me a little bit, like, what is your thought process behind this thing? Why do we want to talk about this today? I think today we can actually shift away from that. We'll look at some of the effects of that, of course. Um, the fallout from that has affected the Chinese market. Uh, but we'll be looking, like what you said, specifically at China because uh, it has been quite a week for Chinese stocks. Quite a uh, week. Whether you're talking about, you know, <laughs> Hang Seng Index, the volatility that we have seen mm-hmm. over the past mm-hmm. week. Uh, we have seen how, as a result of what happened in Russia and Ukraine, um, there's been a lot of chaos in oil prices, for example. Mm-hmm. So one of the impacts of high oil prices is on China because China is a net oil importer. Uh, So people are worried about that. People are worried about what has already happened in China before this whole crisis, about uh, things like the property sector in China, about slowing growth in China. And then you add on some of the speculation in the market. You know, people are talking about potential sanctions on Chinese companies if they support Russian oil or Russian Mm -hmm. imports or exports. Uh, So... People were worried, actually, that uh, Chinese companies would try to help the Russians out, try to continue trade even though there's U.S. sanctions on them, and that there'll be fallout from that where the U.S. sanctions come and bite the Chinese companies. So a lot of fear in the market, and as a result, actually, we saw the Chinese market start to plummet. And one of the worst routes, actually, uh, on record, I think, second only to 2008. So that's a global financial crisis. So a lot of this... uh, fear in the market then translated to uh, a lot of uh, fear also in the tech sector. People are afraid that it will continue to crack down. Um, A lot of fear in the listing of uh, Chinese firms on the US stock exchanges. Mm. So your JD, your Alibaba, uh, all of these ADRs listed in New York, listed in uh, the US. There was a lot of fear that um, they'll be delisted as a result of this kind of uh, global geopolitical tensions. And so some of these stocks actually suffered double-digit losses over the course of a few sessions only. Yeah. Is there a basis for, for this fear? You know, for like American depository, ADRs getting delisted. How should we look at this uh, risk of fear in, in this space? Well, for sure. I think um, if you think about it, uh, ADRs listed. So Chinese companies listed in the US, like Alibaba, for example, you're going to be afraid if you're a US investor that suddenly this company gets delisted, might only be listed in Hong Kong and you have no way to actually buy or sell your shares. So if you are already holding the shares, you might think, okay, this is a time for me to get out while I still can. Because if they are delisted, I might not have a chance to in future. So it affects the US-based companies and, and investors a lot, actually. Uh, maybe for you and me, we have access to both US and Hong Kong. We are like, okay, you know, I can still participate in the Hong Kong listing. But uh, for the people in the US especially, uh, this delisting fear is very, very real. 
and also not to mention that the US is the most liquid stock market out there, right? Yeah. So uh, losing access to that and any potential growing of tensions between China and the US, that will have an impact on some of these companies as well. And so last year and the year before, even when COVID hit, um, US-China tensions were there all the time, you know, since Trump came in, started the trade war, uh, and we actually noticed a trend of some of these US-listed ADRs already shifting back to Hong Kong. Mm. So biggest example, Alibaba, end of 2019. Uh, also along with that, NetEase, JD.com in the middle of 2020. Um, we have seen this trend moving from the US to Hong Kong. But like what I mentioned, you know, this uh, is good for the people who are able to get access to the Hong Kong market. You know, they call this kind of uh, listings, homecoming listings, because the yeah, Chinese are now able to <laughs> get access to these listings. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the expense of maybe when it's uh, delisted in the US, then the US investors will lose out on that. And the US is the most liquid stock market in the world. So um, definitely there is certain fear in US investors that, that even if it shifts to Hong Kong, they might not be able to get their money out, things like mm. that, yeah. And tech companies do fetch a high valuation on average in the US, right? So there's a lot yes, of... Yes, actually, most companies in general, the US stock market has a higher valuation compared yeah. to uh, the other exchanges. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's very logical for companies to want to list there, right? I mean, you, you get to sell your company at a higher price, right? You raise more money, you can do more things, right? So I totally understand that. But uh, exactly, I think the situation um, does call for a discussion of uh, will more and more of these Chinese companies list back in Hong Kong or just directly in Shanghai or Shenzhen, right? But uh, that's an ongoing discussion that we can have. I'm sure over the next few years, there'll be a lot of Chinese discussion. Yeah, yeah. so um, specific for today, right? We have decided to talk about two big giants, right? Two big tech giants. Some will even say that they are broadly diversified themselves, right? So, so if you own any one of them, it's like uh, it's very hard to pinpoint which sector they're in. So yeah, t tell us a little bit more. Uh, why is um, let's say we start with Alibaba? Why is Alibaba in the discussion today? So Alibaba is one which um, is listed in the US, like I mentioned, but also secondary listed in Hong Kong since mm -hmm. 2019. In fact, you could say it was one of those that started the uh, tech crackdown with the mm -hmm. scuttled listing of uh, N Group. So Ant Group was supposed to be the largest IPO record. Uh, and after that, maybe two days before the listing, it got cancelled. Yeah, yeah, Because uh, it got cracked down. They didn't follow certain regulations that the Chinese government wanted them to. Mm. So we're going to be looking at Alibaba simply because it's such a big heavyweight. It is one of the most important companies in the Hang Seng Tech Index. If, uh, one of the biggest also. And also because it is significant as part of this ongoing tech crackdown, what's happening for Alibaba is also indicative, you could say. What's happening for Tencent, for Meituan, for Alibaba, these heavyweights is indicative of how the broader market sentiment for tech is going to be. Mm. Yeah. So we are looking at Alibaba today uh, and we are going to be looking at it um, in terms of what some of the most recent news has been, whether or not there's been a change of fortunes for this company after change 13 months, fortunes. you know, of crackdown. After a lot of pain, a lot of bloodshed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the prices did, did rise quite seriously, right, over the past few days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so like, we're, we're looking at, I mean, if you could say that the start of the crackdown started with Ann Group's uh, cancelled IPO in mm -hmm. November 2020, uh, 13 months later, or a little bit more actually, um, now we are looking at how the stock has come down so far, you yeah. know, since around for the Hong Kong listing, around the 300 mark even, now coming down to about 100. So it's looking at huge losses for investors who were 
in the stock at that point in time. But at the same time, over the past five days, it's rallied 55%, you know, so there's been a huge rebound as well. Yeah. Uh, now to just uh, above the $100 mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's been a change of sentiment for Alibaba because a lot of people are looking at the tech sector and at Alibaba um, and saying, you know, is the worst over. And one of the most recent pieces of news actually affects not just Alibaba, but the broader Hang Seng tech or the broader tech sector in, in China. And it was uh, actually the government coming out and saying that, you know, we are going to be looking at the stock market right now. We know there's been a lot of fear. We know that there's been a lot of volatility, um, in particular, not just the stock market, but also overseas listings such as Alibaba. And they, they said that they are ongoing with discussions with the US, that uh, they are also going to be supportive of the stock market. And, and they recognize that there's such um, events that traders are afraid of and that they want to step in and do something about it. And so they, they actually mentioned and they came out and said that, you know, we, we want to get this tech crackdown over as soon as possible. And that's what really triggered a rebound in Alibaba and a lot of other tech stocks as well. So, so, so you think this change of sentiment is a government level change of sentiment? Is it the officials coming out or do you also see traders plowing in and, and there is change of sentiment in the market? Right? So, so what a, how do I see this thing? Yeah, I just want to get clarity on that. Well, certainly, I think uh, if you look at it in terms of the government coming out and saying something, this is one of the rare moments that has happened. In fact, it's probably the first time it's happened since the tech crackdown happened 13 months ago, right? So uh, this is definitely significant that at such a high level, the government actually came and said, you know, we recognize the volatility and the chaos in the stock market and that's on our radar right now. And you can say, for example, this is uh, equivalent or some, some in the market are saying this is equivalent to when Mario Draghi in Europe actually came out and said, we'll do whatever it takes to defend the euro, defend the eurozone, and, and traders get a little bit of comfort from that. Uh, same thing, so how people are, are you know, equating this moment to Alan Greenspan in the US Fed, or, or Jerome Powell in the US Fed, uh, and what they call the Powell put, or the Greenspan put, <laughs> which is, you know, the, the, the US Fed actually coming in to, to support the stock market because that media is terms crucial media to the terms. financial, yeah, <laughs> yes, to, to yes. the financial plumbing and what's happening in the world, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Fair, 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 fair. The next big uh, tech company in the space, right? Pretty much, which is uh, Tencent, right? And Tencent has a very different story altogether from a fundamental viewpoint, right? But but from a trading viewpoint, why why do you think it's interesting to look at it now? I think um, the main difference you could say. Uh, that's easily observable between Tencent and Alibaba is Alibaba is listed in the US. They have some of that geopolitical risk. Mm. Uh, Tencent, it has a, a US listing, I think, but that's not the primary one. And so actually majority of its trading comes in Hong Kong. Mm. So uh, Tencent and you, uh, Alibaba have that difference. Along with that also, like I mentioned, Alibaba heavily exposed to e-commerce. Uh, Tencent also into finance, just like Ant Group and Alibaba, but uh, also has a huge gaming arm. Yeah, so that has been a big difference for Tencent and Alibaba. And resulting uh, also, as a result of this uh, geopolitical risk uh, for Alibaba, we have seen how the rebound came in. Uh, Alibaba has rebounded more than Tencent over the past five days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Tencent still has some headwinds like, you know, they haven't, uh, the Chinese government hasn't approved a gaming title for them since July last year. Yeah, so they are still investors a little bit scared about that. Mm-hmm. Tencent actually just released their earnings. Uh, it's following in the footsteps of Alibaba, slowest growth 
uh, in terms of some metrics, I believe it's uh, in terms of revenue or profit. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, definitely we see some of the impact of this uh, happening on Tencent. If you ask me, looking at both of these companies, you can actually see, although there's a monster rally, 55% for Alibaba over the past five days, mm. uh, we also see that has you know only erased about one month of losses for it. Mm. So we are looking at a lot of volatility for both counters. Mm. And even though headline numbers, 55%, that's huge. We have to remember that because uh, of the big losses it suffered previously. Yes, yes. So the 55% is still a drop in the bucket compared to the huge losses experience. So Alibaba right now, still below 150, for example, uh, and mm. at its peak, almost at 300, if you're talking about the Hong Kong list. Yes. So definitely the rebound, the question is whether or not that would be sustained. And yeah. the big it's question always the is, question. will we it's see... It's always the yeah, question. <laughs> concrete steps from the Chinese government, that's the mm. next big thing that traders are looking out for. So not just talk, but must have some action, must have some um, actual uh, metrics that that, that, uh, come out, some actual frameworks that come out that gives a little bit more clarity to investors and to traders as well. So a lot of volatility, traders love volatility, I mentioned that before. Mm. So opportunities to look out for things that are oversold or overbought and look at the broader trend as well. So it's still in a downtrend for both of them. Uh, but at the same time, actually, we saw the rebound brought it up. Um, for Alibaba, it's now hitting the upper trend line. Uh, whether or not it can break past that and start a new uptrend, that's what people are looking at. Uh, looking also at some of the indicators. So during the sell-off, for example, the broader Hang Seng Index uh, was actually heavily oversold. And one of the indicators we talked about before on this podcast is uh, RSI, Relative Strength Index. So they actually hit record lows or multi-year lows all the way back to 1987. Uh, so traders wow. do use some of that to at least gauge in terms of short-term movement, how that could be potential buying or selling opportunities for them. Uh, and I think that would look like, it's, uh, the volatility looks like it will still continue for the, for the near term until there's a little bit more clarity as well. Yeah, and I do believe volatility is going to be here to stay, at least for the next few months going forward. The VIX is and its record. So we will continue to observe. And uh, thank you, CK. We'll see you again. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Take care, guys. Hey, thank you for tuning in weekly with us at Trading Matters, a podcast by OCBC Securities. If you want to be even faster in following latest market insights done by the team at OCBC Securities, you should visit iocbc.com slash tradingmatters for market insights on Singapore, China, Hong Kong and the US and a lot of the stuff that we couldn't cover on the show today. This show is jointly produced by the team at The Financial Coconut and OCBC Securities. We hope you become a more astute trader following our weekly show. And we want to hear from you. Join our ecosystem, advance, and all that stuff. Details in the description below. I will see you next week. Also, contents of this podcast are intended for general information only and should not be construed as recommendation or solicitation to invest in any financial products. All investments are subjected to risk. Before investing, you should conduct your own self-assessment and seek independent financial advice. For the full disclaimer, check out iocbc.com slash trading matters. Also, like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. See you next week.